far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a... Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. Josh Cohen. And home team. Listening to Josh Cohen and the Home Team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. Because every day above ground is a good day, and because God is good, it's already Wednesday. It's already Wednesday. Thank God. It is the Home Team for the ride home, and we are live in the HOV lane, 4 to 6 p.m. We're worldwide on the ESPN app. We are worldwide on smart speakers by simply telling it, play ESPN 1063. Don't ask. Just tell. You got to tell it. You gotta, sometimes you got to just tell it what to do. Otherwise, the robots have the uprising, and that's a bad story. Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple weeks since he joined us. He was our Wednesday regular guest co-host. He was here two weeks ago, last week. You know, I mean, almost like the Cal Ripken streak of, uh, of radio. You were able to do one successful radio show <laughs> before taking off to go fishing in, uh, in the Bahamas and whatnot. Rick Ankeel is back with us on Wednesday. So how was the fishing, by the way? It was great. It was great. Listen, when you're important, people awake. You know, so. that's what I'm that's saying. That's, it. So that's what I'm saying. Sometimes you got to skip a week. Yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs> Listen, and you've earned it. You know what I'm saying? There's nowhere, there's nowhere Rick and Kid would rather be than on the water. Whether it's just on the boat with the family and the kids, fishing. Like, you live for the water, don't you? I do. I yeah. do. I love it out there. Legit. And meanwhile, Dean's out there, same area, Jupiter, swimming with sharks. And uh, you couldn't wait to get out of the water. I couldn't wait to get out. I yeah. was like, man, let's be done with this bit as soon as we can. <laughs> For those that don't know what I'm referencing, Dean is the star, as he's made clear very time, very many times. He's the star of Dana White looking for a fight. So really, it's Dean Thomas and Matt Sarah doing crazy stuff while Dana shows up for the fight. Yeah, he shows up. That's what <laughs> Basically, that's what it is. That's what, it sh- that's what it's called. You can watch those episodes of Dana White looking for a fight on YouTube. And uh, Tina, I haven't seen you in, in a week. I never got my videos from Machine Gun Kelly. How was the concert? I have videos for you. I will admit, I forgot what Did you get drunk? song. Did you get drunk? No, I didn't. Oh. I forgot what song you wanted. So I recorded I recorded multiple songs, but I have two videos for you yeah. that I know one of them was the song you asked for. Yeah. But the concert was great. I've been great, and I missed you guys. Oh, and oh. she did. She yeah, missed she us. Did. She did. She did. She told me that yesterday. She's like, I missed you. I was like, oh, that's cool. It sounded, <laughs> it sounded genuine. It, yeah. it was. Yeah. <laughs> She's waiting for you to say, I missed you too. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Then I turned my back on her. That's yeah. Like, yeah, that's that awkwardness. Like yeah. when Homer Simpson thought he had 24 hours to live, <laughs> yeah. and he was saying goodbye to his kids, and he was like telling them, what's the baby's name? The baby baby? Uh, the little one, not Lisa, but no, little, Maggie, Maggie, Maggie. Yeah. And he's like, Maggie, I'm never going to get to see you grow up. And I'm sure I'll be so proud. And he was like this whole heartfelt speech. And then you see him in uh, Lisa's bedroom. He's like, Lisa, you're so smart. You make daddy proud every day. You're going to grow up and be this, that, whatever. And then he goes into Bart's room. <laughs> he says to Bart, Bart's like, the kids are sleeping, yeah. obviously. And then Bart's sleeping and he goes, I like your sheets. <laughs> they got nothing to say. Um, Dean, you've got one child. Uh, yeah. Rick, you've got two boys. Correct. T- Tina, you're an only child. Yes. So none of us can really truly relate, but most people that I know when they're drinking, if they got multiple kids, they're like, I love my kids all the same, but I do have a favorite child. Like you, if you ask people in moments of honesty, they're like, I love them all the same, right? but I do have a favorite and then I do have a least favorite if there's like three kids. You kind of have to have a favorite. Do you? I, I would think so. Yeah. I mean, you would. I mean, you probably you love them the same, but you might yes. not like them the same. Not always, because like some of they have different personalities. And right. Some of the personalities you might be like, right. man. I just, so Rick, you got two boys. You love them both the same. Can you? Do you have one favorite over the other? 
It, it rotates, man. Because it's <laughs> day by day. <laughs> well, it's, who gives me more attention? Right. right? Who wants yeah. my attention? Yeah. And who who wants to do what I want to do that day? That's who I yeah, like. Yeah, that's more exactly yeah. right. So that's what I'm saying. Like they got different personalities, yeah. so it has to you know fluctuate. You, your boys are eleven and nine. Yes. Correct. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the little one, well, he's not so little anymore. Uh, not it, it, that's your clone. Mm-hmm. That's I mean the the older one looks older, like older me. one looks like yeah. Me. But the, the younger one is more, he seems to be more personality like me. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, see, 11 year old. I remember he looked like, like clone, like mini you. Yeah. But he always looked like serious. Like the, like the count was full and the bases were loaded. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like he always had, he's three years old. He got looking on his face like, all right, it's game seven. Uh huh. Serious like, face all the time. Right. Yeah. And he's left handed too. <laughs> See yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Apple yeah. fall. Uh, apple doesn't fall, doesn't far, fall from far from the tree. From the tree. Yeah, not exactly. on that one. I can't deny that one if I wanted to. No, not even a little bit. No. All right. So we were off Monday. Uh, the company was marking the Juneteenth holiday, which happened on Sunday. And this company's taken this holiday very seriously since 2020. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, since 2020, it was like, okay, we should probably do something. Right. And, and I hate that um, some folks are late to the understanding. But better late than never for important things. But isn't it now a national holiday? No. It's not? It is not a national Mail still was delivered on the 19th of June, to the best of my knowledge. It's state by state, um, if memory serves me correct. Obviously, recent events have caused people to confront. Some folks weren't even aware until the spring of 2020 what June 19th was, and therefore Juneteenth was, the significance of. Um, so I'd rather somebody learn in their 50s or 60s than, than go to their grave not understanding why this is a big deal and why this matters. Uh, with that said, the company holiday meant that the offices were closed. We weren't on the air on Monday. And Christina and Tina celebrated. They marked the company holiday day off by going day drinking out there in uh, Jupiter. I'm sorry beach. I had the day off. <laughs> I had the day off and I took advantage of the beautiful weather. I went to the beach and me and one of our other teammates had some drinks. Americans, man. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you. Americans, I got I mean, what were you guys drinking? What was the drink of choice? Tequila. Oh, you know. Oh, ooh. You oh. already know. A yeah. strong well, in the Rick, sun. Rick doesn't know that yet that that's yeah. my drink. Oh, yeah, that's, 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 my, that's, that's my drink. I was telling the audience, <laughs> you already know she was drinking tequila yeah. in the sun. Like I, I'm, you know, it's a six. I was in France. It was a six-hour time difference. And I texted her something, and then she sent me a picture with like booze and like the beach. It was a seltzer. You guys were beach, drinking yeah. sel- like yeah. you're drinking canned seltzers, and the view was the sand and the beach. And I'm like, all right, let me do the math in my head. So I was like, all right, so it's five o'clock here. Which means, hold on, a it's 11 a.m. on a Monday. What? She's like, yeah, well, you got to start early or yes. something. <laughs> yes. As Courtney says, if you don't start in the morning, you can't drink all day. That's that's exactly right. Yes. If, that's you, don't true. Start, if you don't start in the morning, you can't drink all day. <laughs> did you make it all day? I did make it all day. I was responsible and I ate before the beach. I had a protein shake. I had snacks. We went and got lunch Bro. and I made it the whole day. She was a nice. square grouper like four hours later telling people she knew you. No, I did. Somebody's wearing a baseball hat. She's like, is that a baseball hat? And they're like, "Uh, yeah, it's the uh, Anaheim Angels. And and she's like, oh, well, do you know Rick Ankeo? He he works with me. We work together. No. He's on my radio show. No. (laughs) On my radio show. Don't remember she introduced me as her her, her her (laughs) co-host. I like it. You should take over. Thank you. She's the boss. She's the producer. She is the boss. But uh, a typical American fashion, just having really no grasp of what is like Memorial Day. Everybody's like getting hammered on Memorial Day. Like, yeah, yeah, Memorial Day. It's like today's the day to mark those who died, died fighting for this country. 
I know, but I'm just saying, like, sometimes the sales are just too good to pass up. That's right. You're yeah, right. You got <laughs> you to like, hit up that spot. You know what I'm saying? 488 you're, you're, for a toaster. Bro, I was just going. I was, <laughs> I was just going Brands Mart USA, but I was going 588 on a tablet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was going to be like, listen, I know that we lost, you know, countless men and women in battle defending our freedoms and our honor and our ability to live the American way. But I got to get the brand smart because yeah, this tablet's five eighty eight. <laughs> this is for them, and normally it's seven eighty eight. Yeah, yeah, right. You I'm gotta, giving say them two dollars. Yeah, you got to get it no, in. No disrespect. No yeah. disrespect. Of course. Um, what was the best part about your weekend? You went to Austin. Yeah, times. I was in Austin. Yeah. yeah, I want the highlights. I want home team highlights. And Keel, from the last time we saw you, got two weeks to choose from. Uh, Dean, we didn't see you since last Tuesday. You went to Austin for UFC fight weekend. Fight, yeah, I yep. mean, obviously the fights was the best part. So like that it was all really, knockouts. It was all knockouts. I mean, it was just and and you know how Tina says I sit really far from the thing. Well, obviously this time I sat right up on the cage. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I sat. Know. I know I sat right up on the cage. So, I mean, I could really hear everything. Did you get any dude's blood, spit, and sweat in your mouth? No, I didn't. How about during the fights? Well, during the, <laughs> I thought that's what you meant, but since, but since that's, not what, you, but since that's <laughs> not what you meant, I did get some. <laughs> but was just it, not was, during, he, yeah. was he cute at least? There was, yeah, it was at the end of the night at the bar afterwards. Just <laughs> not during the fights. Right. <laughs> um, so you sat, Kate, so you got to hear everything. What were you Inside the Apex, you can hear everything because the fans Yeah, because were, you could hear everything. Right. But, but, but I you, mean, but to, when, when you got, got eight guys getting knocked out, I mean, you're hearing like... <laughs> smacking and cracking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was able to watch some of these because I found a way to circumvent. Uh, you can't you can't stream it on Wi-Fi because there's all kinds of blocks and stuff. So you got to use like roaming data. So I bought a roaming data package before I left the U.S. So I was able to stream it on just my phone via that. But again, you're talking about if, if the fight's at nine o'clock, that's three o'clock in the south of France, right? So not, so ten p.m. is four a.m. Mm. So it's a bit. Yeah, that was really. Yeah, it's yeah. I yeah. don't know. Well, how come you can't watch it there? Because I mean, ESPN. broadcast rights and Wi-Fi and you have to have a VPN and all kinds of stuff. You know how that stuff I mean, goes. it's not like it was a pay-per-view card. I mean, it was Correct. ESPN. Correct. But you couldn't. You That's could. crazy. Um, and uh, Rick, you didn't watch any of the fights because nope. you were out in the boat probably yeah, fishing. Yeah, yeah I was in uh, the first weekend. We were we had some family friends who had a birthday over at the Baja Mar in the Bahamas, which was fun. Nice. Great. Amazing. Um, and then the last weekend, we had a baseball tournament up in Orlando. So. Very nice. The boys were playing. Yeah, the boys were playing. It was Tina, good. They won it. Can, they what? They won it. I Con- said congratulations. Yeah. Did they? So what? So what do they do when like when you roll up there? Like the parents like, oh, here he come. Nah. Here with the kids, you know? <laughs> nah, I get left alone for the no, most they don't part. Really there's, there, you? there's always some. Uh, you know how it goes. There's always somebody that you played against, uh, especially here in Florida. In matter high of fact, yeah. Matter of fact, one of the head grounds crew was at Boca High um, when I was coming through. So we played against each other. So oh, we really? chat about yeah. that. But oh, no yeah, kidding. it was good. It was fun. So do you have the visual? Here's the guy that walks up to Rick. First, he's looking at Rick. He's looking at Rick to see if they make eye contact. Uh-huh. And as soon as Rick makes eye contact, he starts walking over. That dude's got a baseball hat. And then he's got Oakley sunglasses on the top of the hat. Yep. And, but he, and he's already wearing a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a t-shirt on for some kind of travel team baseball thing that maybe he's a coach, maybe he's a dad, maybe he played, you can't really tell. But as soon as Rick makes eye contact, like, then that dude goes, Green over light! 
and, and, and he plays way, and that dude talks to Rick like they're way too familiar. Yep. Where, where yep. Rick's supposed to remember the yep. one time they met in 1997, yep. you know, in that one district league game. And the dude's like, so, old man, how you, how you feeling these days? And what Rick really wants to say is, get the bleep away from me. I don't know you. Yeah. But instead, Rick's like, pretty good. How you been? Because he plays the part. Like yeah. you do like yeah, I do. You got to. That's pretty accurate, bud. That was, that was really good. Is he, He's yeah. wearing a hat with no. sunglasses yeah. on top. Yeah. And he got a pair of sunglasses on. And he's got a chain. And on the chain, he's got a couple chains. And there's a cross on there. There's a baseball glove on there. Yeah, his kids' numbers glove, are on yeah. there. It's all kinds of charms on there. How am I doing so far? Not bad. Is that the visual you got, Tana? Yes, That's exactly. That's the visual you got. What was the highlight of your weekend? Well, since we didn't see you. Since Wednesday, Tuesday, I guess. I would say probably MGK. Like, it was an overall, like, great concert. I didn't realize, to the other people that were playing, like, Black Bear had really good songs. Black Bear? Who's that? He's an artist. He's a rapper. Um, huh. He's really good. Um, and it was just all around, like, a really yes, great I concert. She celebrated Juneteenth. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> was uh, was his wifey there? Was Megan Fox there? Right behind me. Oh, right behind you. She, where our seats were, she was, it was right in front of, like, the soundboard area. Yes. And Paint I, the picture. I was, it was like a row of five and it was all chairs. Like we ended up having like kind of like floor seats. It was at FTX Arena. Yeah. So where floor like. Seats, but by the soundboard. So you're back a little bit. Yes. Dead center. It, yes. Dead center. Right in front of the soundboard. We were row one off to this. We were the fir- first two right. seats to the left in row one in the middle. And it was only five rows. And then she was right behind us in that soundboard. Was her face she, a little tight? She is even more beautiful yeah, in beautiful. person. Was her face a little tight? I don't know. I I don't know. I just thought she was gorgeous. She is, she's I don't, did you ask her about the pizzle, though? That's the real question. I wasn't that close to ask her about you the pizzle. You didn't turn around and yell, poor St. Lucie, represent. No, uh, I totally should have. Yeah. Um, but the concert overall in general was Did you stare awesome. at her thumbs? Because she got weird thumbs. Yeah, they said that. What? Did you did you just stare at her thumbs? <laughs> no, I wasn't you, close did, enough. They to said that about her thumbs. Rick and Keel, you're aware Megan Fox spent some time in Port St. Lucie. I've heard that rumor. Before. But before. I don't know anyone who knows her. That's the weird thing. That That's just a little strange. But I, but I, I knew a girl who knew her. Oh, you did? You met, you met her. Remember that time I was at the- um, I met Megan Fox? No, the girl who knew Megan Fox. I, th- I think I did meet Megan Fox once at T-Mobile in Vegas. Because I think she was showing up and I was coming out and it was like, oh, excuse me. And then she's like, oh, thank you so much. I'm pretty sure. But she was like with little kids though. I don't, know. I don't know. But it was her, so I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, um, you you know a girl that does know. Yeah, PSL. yeah, I did. Remember, we were over at ER Bradley's uh, a yep. long time ago. Remember, I was with that girl with the tattoos. Oh yeah, yeah, she used to hang out with Megan Fox. Yeah, this girl was tatted and yeah. What's with the thumbs? Like, does she have just weird shaped yeah, thumbs? Yeah, that's the uh, Megan Fox thumbs look like you know when you get that little uh, thing of ice cream and there's the the wooden flat spoon. <laughs> <laughs> the flat wooden, yes. the flat wooden stick spoon. Yes, those are Megan, those are Megan Fox. Thumbs. Yeah, that is true. Oh man, that's messed up, man. That is so same cold. color too. That's so cold. <laughs> same color, same shape. She got weird. Th- she got weird thumbs. I don't yeah. know oh, that. Man. Yeah. No. I couldn't see them yeah. from where I was sitting. Um, how about when we knew that no one was afraid of Conor McGregor anymore? There's always those. You and I have talked about this before. So who was it? Ti that was trying to fight Floyd Mayweather. Oh yeah, yeah, at, yeah. Uh, Johnny Rockets right. or Whataburger or whatever. Yeah. But then at the MTV Video Music Awards, Connor. This is first person uh, public appearance since he broke his leg inside the cage, got embarrassed by Dustin, mm-hmm. and he starts going after Machine Gun Kelly. And Machine Gun Kelly didn't even flinch. He was just kind of like, <laughs> whatever, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like. No wonder Connor started doing all this juice and now got so huge. It's and true, small. yeah. Because if you can't shake up Machine Gun Kelly, then there's a problem. Yeah, because he's like 6'1 and 122 pounds. Yeah. I mean, he's a, and he goes to all the fights. Yeah. So it's not like you don't know who Connor is. Right. 
He knows exactly. He just didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> he tried to play it cool. Let's be honest. He knew he knew McGregor wasn't going to do anything. No, but like even his nonverbals, he didn't step back. He didn't widen his stance. His eyes didn't get enlarged. Maybe he's high. Maybe maybe he's high in thought. He's, maybe didn't really see what was happening. But you're but yeah. But but if he did see what was happening, he wasn't concerned. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't. Poor Connor. Poor Con- Con- And then after that, Connor just just maybe that's the the moment that Connor said, you know what? Just fill know, me yeah, with steroids. It's true. Just swell me up. Because that is the moment. That is the moment where he changed and just got really big. I mean, that was the first time we saw him since, and he wasn't big. And the Machine Gun Kelly was like, yeah, whatever, dude. And then he said, you know, screw this. I need people to be afraid of me again. All I can think of right now is the, is the comment by Mike Tyson. That people talk so much trash now because nobody gets hit in the mouth anymore. It's true. It just doesn't happen. It don't happen. That's why people just talk. Run off at the mouth. Yeah, Yeah, he said something about the internet, social media made people uh, comfortable being disrespectful because they're not in person. Right, yeah. made made too yeah. easy for people. I mean, Tyson had the greatest line of all time when he said, "Everybody's got a game plan until they get punched in the face." Right. But then he had the new era greatest line, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but Rick is referring to when he said, um, "The internet's made people uh, too comfortable being disrespectful yeah. or something, yeah. something like because that, they know they're not going to get true, right. punched in the face." And I don't think Machine Gun. I think it was a perceived slight where it was like Connor wanted to meet them or say hello or something, and then they weren't necessarily about it or acting brand new. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is is that Machine Gun Kelly, you saw, he's like 6'2", 135 pounds. So skinny. He's like Bantam weight. He walks around at Bantam weight. He's like 135. <laughs> he does. He's like 6'2", 135. Man. And he was not the least bit concerned. How great was the concert and how drunk did you get? I didn't get really drunk at all. Um, I wasn't feeling the best that day, so I just wasn't feeling like having any drinks. Um, you got COVID for a seventh time? I did not get COVID. I just had a headache <laughs> all day. Um, but the concert was great. And again, I found another artist that I liked, and he made Black it more. Black Bear. He made, yes, and he made it more of like a production. Like he had this helicopter like that was above him that he like came out of, and then he had this like huge just person like statue thing come out from behind the stage oh and he went full he, on michael jackson what's, he, what's going he, on and then he interacted like he had like two screens up where it was like you know the angel and the devil on his shoulders and he's talking back for and an forth arena with tour them. for an, not a stadium but he had he had helicopters and stuff for an arena yes tour. like he came how he like got brought onto the stage like he was underneath something like it was behind yep. me the soundboard yep. and then the helicopter ended up going over him and then he was like brought up it's like a toy like a like a small like when you would go no to, it was big when you go the mall you put a quarter in the machine with little kids and they sit down and yeah. bounces is around. that what that was like was it was like that no it was it was huge it was like the size of an actual helicopter inside but, of the arena no way but it, yeah and it was like they had it like strapped into where yeah they had the sounds <laughs> playing and everything and they had even when he started it he was like on a screen like pretending he was like in the helicopter and but yeah he said he was like the he probably says this every show. He was like the drunkest right in Miami. He's like, I love Miami. This is the drunkest yeah. ever been. Uh, I love yeah. Miami. And then the next night, he's like, hello, Tampa. This yeah. Drunkest <laughs> ever been. yeah, he probably says that everywhere. And but- then Friday, he said, hello, New Orleans. You're not going to believe this. <laughs> yes. But there's a drunk. The, the coolest I ever saw like playing that game was uh, Phil Collins. Phil Collins, probably the greatest concert I still ever seen. Phil Collins, solo playing the Genesis stuff, playing his stuff, because he's a musician. Mm-hmm. Play the drums, you know. Sings, plays it all. But he was introducing the band. He's got a whole horn section, because you know they're doing the whole studio stuff. He's got these background singers, and everyone in the band, you know, halfway through the concert, introduces them. He's like, over here, on keyboards, making his return to his hometown of Saratoga Springs in New York, so-and-so. And then he introduced the next guy. He'd be like, on trumpet, it's his birthday today. And then the next guy would be like, he's also from this hometown. 
And the guy after that would be like, it's also his birthday. He'd alternate <laughs> hometown. It's his birthday. It's his hometown. Give it's it, his trying to give him some love, huh? And, and the crowd starts catching yeah. on. And they just start going crazy. For, he's like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> this is his hometown and it's his birthday. That's my favorite part of every show when they do that. When they introduce When, they, when they introduce the band members. Yeah. yeah. Show some love. Yeah, man, that's my favorite part. Why is that? Why? I don't know. Something about that when they're like, and on base. Yeah. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. He did that, and I did like that. They had, and he had like this awesome, like, female on the guitar, and it was like her first tour ever, and she was awesome and did like a little solo thing. But Machine Gun Kelly's done come up since we had him for the casino party. He wasn't, four he wasn't years hitting ago. his chest, like you were saying that he oh, did. He that must one have learned concert. his lesson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dr. Trump probably told him if you punch your chest again, <laughs> you'll break your heart. Uh, and Keo doesn't know this. We had a casino. Casino, a party at the casino, little invitation only party, the good life party at uh, Coco. And he was the performer for this invitation only little party. It was him and I want to say Lil John might have DJed. So like Lil John and then Machine Gun Kelly. And he was on stage and he was like kind of, you know, pump, you know, hitting his own chest with his fist. He's hit, taking his right fist and punching himself in the chest. Like kind of like, you know, pride, honor. And then afterward, he called 911 because he thought he was having a heart attack. <laughs> and it turned, and the doctors were like, no, dude, you just, you, you, you punch yourself in the chest on stage and you don't really have a chest. <laughs> Six to 114 pounds. Poor machine gun kept, but he's done come up. Yes, it was a great concert. Playing arenas, he got helicopters and stuff. It's like Michael Jackson's I know. arena show. Wow. Woo. I didn't know Machine Gun Kelly had it like that. I didn't know he did either. I bet it was completely sold out. I wouldn't say that. Really? I don't think it was sold out. No, it it didn't really get packed until he like performed, but it didn't it didn't what? Like, sold out at all. Every seat wasn't filled for Black Bear? No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was I'm I, shocked. I don't think it was sold out at all. I used to run into Rick and Kill with his when he was still playing. I'd run into because you know he's with the baseball guys. Mm-hmm. So at the time he was with the Astros or the Mets, probably the Mets. And I randomly ran into Rick. I was in the drink line for um Timberlake and Jay Z. Oh. And it, it, right, and it was in Miami at uh, Dolphin Stadium, but that was a stadium show, so it was like Timberlake went, and then Jay Z, and then they went together and teamed up. But um, that's like a big show. That's like a big. I mean, that's that's. I've never been to a show that big like that. that like, yeah. uh, to Stars me, I, yeah, I would, yeah, well, no, I'm just saying a stadium show. Like to me, it would seem because the only time I've ever done something like that is when I went to see Kevin Hart at the at the Hard Rock, and it was like he was so far away, and at, I was kind of like football this, stadium. Um, no, it was on the, it was on the inside in the casino. Yeah, okay. And it was Big like, theater. but he was just so far away. I was like, comedy ain't meant to be this way. No, so it's I, not. So I would think music would be the same way, right? Like it's not yeah. meant to be like in big stadiums like that. Rick, would you get more nervous playing in front of a few people or a completely packed stadium? I think few people. Same. Yeah. Yeah. A few people is always yeah, harder because they're paying attention. Because right. they're, pa- they're yeah. paying attention. <laughs> yeah. You can use the energy to, of the crowd in your favor. So when we watch a baseball game and it's like count is full. And the crowd gets loud. Like, the pitcher knows if he's the home team, and the batter knows if he's the home team, right? They know where they are. But the sound is the same. Right. So it's like you can perceive the energy either way that you choose. Yeah. But it's the same exact noise. It's not like a basketball game where the home team is quiet when dude's shooting free throws. Right. And the visiting crowd, I mean, you know, the visiting team, that kid is getting the loud noise from the home team. In baseball, it's the same exact noise whether they're cheering the batter with the count full and bases loaded or the pitcher. Yep. Well, so, you know what it is, too? When, it's, when the stadium's empty, yeah. now you can hear all those comments. You can hear them? Oh, oh right? Because yeah. there's, there's nobody there to drown out the noise. Oh, so those no. little funny random comments sometimes you can they hear, They make right? you laugh, though. Every so, once in a while, you'd be on there like... If people dope. are clever, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and if you were clever, I'd turn around and acknowledge you. If you're saying the same old scrizzle, bizzle, bazzle, I'd just ignore you. But yeah. 
I know you said something funny. I didn't know you. That one, and then you probably made somebody's day. Uh, I saw this earlier in SportsCenter. It just popped up on the screen. And sad news: Tony Siragusa dead today at the age of fifty-five. No uh, cause listed, but he's someone that I would see out and about a little bit in West Palm Beach. He come to Sunfest. Um, obviously, he was a legendary member of those uh, Baltimore Ravens teams once upon a time, and they became a broadcaster with the Fox. But Goose, Tony Saragusa, dead today at the age of 55. That is sad news. Sad. When we come back, which unlikely group of people is now going in on the American golfers that have defected to the Live Tour? Some of these Live uh, golfers I know, some of these dudes are your friends. You live in, the, Rick and Keel, you live in, in that seven-mile radius of the top 30 golfers in the world. Sure. Um, this group that's gone in now might have the greatest point yet to make, or at least the point that some people can relate to, where they go, man, I never thought of it that way, and this might be where you go, hmm, live to her, guys. They got a point. We'll tell you who that is and what that point is next. It's a Wednesday, which means Rick Ankeel is in. Dean is back from, well, Austin. You were here yesterday. Mm-hmm. I'm back from the south of France. And Tina, you stayed close to home. I did. It is the home team on ESPN 106.3. You're listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 106.3. So when I was in college, as you guys know, I was an athlete that quit then became fraternity boy. Don't turn that down too low because this is relevant to the story. This guitar that's being played right there, that dude pledged my fraternity. And he was kind of a geeky, nerdy dude, kind of shy, but he was one of us. Because we didn't care if you were cool or a dork as long as you was real people. Right. We didn't care if you were the jock athlete or the dork as long as you were good people. Good, we that's, just, right. That's, we, that's what matters. That all that we didn't care about the pretty boys, the rich boys. We didn't care about. It was just funny dudes and yeah. were good, decent dudes. And he was pledging, and then he had to drop out. Couldn't, couldn't hack it, whatever. And then a couple years later, he joined this rock band, and that's him playing guitar there. And um, I saw him a few years like after this band had you know made it with their two big hits. And man, he you thought he you thought he was born a rock star, for real, brand new. He did he even recognize you? Yeah. Oh, he, he gave he you some. Just, did he give you some love though? I mean, or was he? More, he no. was just super cool guy. He, he big leagued you. And it wasn't that. It was just that I think he forgot that I knew him five years earlier. Right. You know what I mean? Oh man, that's always. He the didn't worst. want anybody else on the band to know. He didn't. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. It's why he don't want you them to know. It's like the one kid that goes away to college becomes cool, but all his high school friends know that he wasn't, and doesn't want those two groups to meet. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 You know. But anyways, I'm all about reinvention. Just don't try to be, you know, Mr. Rockstar. I knew, bro, I knew you five years ago when you were crying about, you know, <laughs> home over at 2 a.m., you know, doing chores. Uh, Brightline is the best and most stress-free way to get around to the biggest events in South Florida. Marlins, inner Miami FC soccer fans. Remember Brightline, smartest way. Skip traffic, stay to the final pitch or to the final seconds on the pitch. The home runner train lets you skip traffic, shuttle you from Miami Central to seconds away from the ballpark before and after Marlins games. And for you soccer fans, take advantage of the gold getter trains from Inter-Miami matches from the downtown Fort Lauderdale station. All information, goldbrightline.com. Download the free Brightline app and uh, set up your account as well. Brightline, goldbrightline.com. Brightline, um, we're just talking during the break. Rick Ankeel, you can't wait. Um, Dean, you can't either. 
So there's that stop on the Treasure Coast and then to Orlando. I can't mm-hmm. wait either. Well, yeah, especially. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Tequila Line. Sunrise for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. He's been here for one and a half hours of the show, and he already has her down cold. Yep. He knows. He, he knows. It's, it's like pitching back in the day as a big leaguer. You know, first time through the order, batters, they don't really know. But then, you know, the second, third time through the order, they know your stuff. So you want to get them early. That's it. You got to yeah. read them. So you read them, right? You know what they what they like, what they don't like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, in your in your career, I want both from playing, uh, you know, pitching, mm-hmm. and then from position playing. Um, the biggest strikeout, as far as you're concerned, because it was a legend at the plate. Well, like you struck this dude out, and you just inside said to yourself, "Like, holy!" Baby. I'll give you two. So okay. the first one was Ken Griffey Jr. because I grew That's up a huge. Ken Griffey Jr. fan. And matter of fact, the day before I'm starting, we're in Cincinnati. He was with Cincinnati at the time, and I'm hitting underneath with the pitchers in the cage, and he walked by, and he's like, "Hey, what's up, kid?" He was nice to me. So uh, and he Kyle, was the kid. Yeah, and he was the kid. And they were calling right? you kid. T- yeah. So uh, Daryl Kyle, who's my teammate, once Ken Griffey Jr. walked away, Daryl goes, hey, you know he's only being nice to you, so you don't pitch him tough. I'm like, I don't care. I'm still going to strike him out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, well, no, that's right. You were that confident. There's, there's, I mean, the idea, you, yeah. well, if you don't believe it, who will? Right, but you yeah. really did, though. Yeah, like, I did. It wasn't like, I did. like Ali said, you know, I, I said I was the greatest, you know, even before I believed it. Right. You believed it. Yeah. I, rem- I remember yeah. you at that age. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, listen, my stuff backed it up, and I knew yeah. the stuff I had was good enough to strike anybody out. For sure. And, and, I, and the second one I'll give you is I uh, I gave Barry Bonds the hat trick, so I struck him out three times in one game. That was, wow. that was no, like, uh, you yeah. struck Barry Bonds. Oh, man, wow. I, I would introduce myself to people like that. You know, <laughs> you know yo, I, yo, I struck out Barry Bonds three times, y'all know. You know what it was? Uh, Bartolo Colon and I are the only people in history to ever give him the hat trick in one game. How about and your physique slightly better, <laughs> slightly than, than Colon? You're saying? Uh, yeah, then, yeah. yeah. <laughs> then and Bartolo Colon, who hit his first career home run at like 42. Yep. And then he was rounding the bases, and his teammates were losing their belief. It was for the Mets. A couple I, years I remember ago. that because he was like yeah. 42. Because yeah, I remember and, that. And he's, he's he just got real big. And, you know, he, he looked like if Pedro Martinez got stung by a bunch of bees and was super allergic. He just swelled <laughs> up everywhere. Had the jerry curl almost going yeah. on. Just was, now Rick's laughing. He's like, please don't get in trouble for this. Yeah. But it's all no, respect. It's all love. And he was rounding the bases trying to play it cool. But he'd had like 6,427 at-bats and never hit a home run. And, he, and his teammates were losing their mind. They were going crazy. Guys were spilling out of the dugout steps or on the field. It was like the second inning. It didn't end the game. No. <laughs> but the point was, I couldn't believe that he had That's a run. moral victory. But he was, yeah. but he was rounding the bases. Like, you know, he told him, probably tell himself, like, pretend like you've been here before. Yeah. Just play a cool yeah. well, You know what's sad is we won't see those moments anymore because we got the universal DH. So right. pitchers won't hit anymore. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, it's one of the, it's one of the, I mean, it, there's drawbacks to everything. Yeah. But also, the trade off is now it's like you're not pitching around, fill the bases, you can get to that, you know, pitcher. I like the DH. I think people want to see offense. They don't want to see a wasted at bat by a guy wearing, you know, a warm up jacket. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. All I right. Do. From the other side, then, who did you ever get a hit off where you were like, you said to yourself, like, yeah, have some of that? Because that pitcher was mm. probably a little bit well, you, of a legend to you. Pedro Martinez. There you go. Yep. You just talked about him. So him. You go yard on him? I did go yard. How'd that feel? Hold on, hold on. What's that mean? I don't go yard? I, wait, I hit a home run. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Two one change. I'm up. supposed to know what yeah. that is. What, going yard? Yeah. I, w- yeah. I don't know that either, Dean. It's you okay. know what I'm saying? All right. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. To the trees. Two, two, one. <laughs> it was a two, it was one. A two, two balls, one strike. Uh, he threw me a changeup, but I was sitting all over it. Do I you, knew it was coming. Do you remember the counts in like all of these moments or just these major signatures? No, there's no. just certain 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 ones I'll remember, but other than that, it just becomes another day. Two, one changeup. Two, one changeup. So you were waiting on it. And I was sitting on it. And you just smashed it. Yep. Changeup, Dean, is when it's off speed. 
So mm-hmm. Pedro's throwing 92 and 93. This one might come in at 78. Right. Yep. Is that about right? Is that about yeah. Right? yeah. And he had, you know, he had Bugs Bunny stuff. There's times yeah. where you yeah, could sit. It was ridiculous. You like, could sit yeah. on the, you would, you could know what pitch was coming and still not hit it. He had that, he was stuff it was, was that, that nasty. Yeah. Wow. Wow. All right, Pedro, and then is there another one? Mm, I think, you know, Pedro probably stands out the most, to be honest with you. Fair enough. Yeah, there's those moments. Um, Ken Griffey, when he, when he said, what's up, kid, to you, it didn't occur to you. Uh, by the way, Daryl Kyle, God rest his soul. Yep. Daryl Kyle was a teammate of Rick's, and people remember in baseball, he didn't show up one day. They went to the hotel room, and he had passed. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> yeah. You think? Yeah. That the night before, you're all together, and the next day, it's like, we just lost our brother. Like, yeah. But we have to, you know, obviously point that out, you know, in, in, in passing, obviously. Um, but you, uh, you know, when Griffey says that to you, and, and you know, Kyle's a, a veteran at that point. So he's like pointing out to you like, yo, like kid, he's trying to, mm-hmm. did it occur to you that Griffey was trying to suck up to you? Or no, it never, or didn't? No, at the moment, no. I was just so excited that he actually knew who I was. Yeah, you know, that's wow, cool. Ken Griffey Jr. saying hi to me. You know, I'm yeah, like, right. Like, I'm digging what? it. Yeah, like, Dean, what? he knows who I am. You, you mean you remember? You were so in awe of uh, a BJ Penn, you went to sleep for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Of course, because well, I was the favorite. So, like, yes, yeah, you were. Yeah, so he was he, that, was, you. That, was, that was a bigger moment for him than it was for me. It is cool when people that you always admired and respected um, admire and or show you respect. Mutual. Admiration society, right? Right, where someone you admire and respect then also has it for you in return. Yeah, I don't know what that's like, but I, I heard it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> it happens once in a, in a, in a very, very while, very yeah. long while. Had a conversation with Francis and Ganu on oh, Sunday night. Yeah, I saw you with him. Yeah, had a conversation with him Sunday night. And it was like the end of the night. So it was like the after party after the after party. Mm-hmm. We were talking about boxing and business and Tyson Fury and Jake Paul and that. And he's a fascinating guy. The heavyweight champion of the world is. Yeah. But he also does very much look like Michael Jackson in Thriller when he first became the Thriller monster. Right. Because it was like, yeah, Francis right. Yeah. Looks yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As we discussed. Yeah. Um, I remember a dude calling into the home team years, years, like 2004. And he got caught. He's like, yo, I got called up to the show. He, he played baseball. That's what they called the show. The show. Major League Baseball. Right. And he said, JC, I got to tell you a story. You're talking about opportunities. It was a topic that day. He said, I called up. He said, I'm in double-A ball. I go up, boom, I get to play in the majors. I get called up that day, and I think it was in the Dodgers organization, and they were going to play the Arizona Diamondbacks, and pitching was Randy Johnson. And he said, I pinch hit in the sixth or seventh inning. He said, I, th- I saw three pitches. He said, I didn't, the bat didn't leave my shoulder. <laughs> strike one, strike two, strike. He said, I couldn't feel my hands. He said, I couldn't, fe- I couldn't feel my body. So couldn't swing the bat. Right. Three pitches. He said, the next day, I was back in the minors. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the fastest cup of coffee? Like, that happens? That's, yeah, uh, well, yeah. I've seen, I've seen guys come up, be on deck to get the pinch hit. No. Third then, out made, and then get sit back and never get no the cup way. of coffee. Yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that is Could cold. You, yeah. Could you imagine? You're like, I'm about to have my first major league at bat. You done call, done like, called everybody, told oh, yeah. them to watch. Yeah. And you're like, I'm, Taste glory. You're yeah. like, I'm definitely getting up. Because it's only, you know, it's one out. And then it's like a cra- crazy 6-4-3 double play. Innings over. And then you get sat down. And then the next day you get called down. You never, ever get a chance. Never get back. Wow. Remember your first major league? Of course you do. Exactly where you were. Exactly. Do you remember your first major league at bat? Um, yeah, well, I was pitching at the time. Yep, yep, yep. yep. So, um... The first pitch you threw in Major League Baseball? First pitch I threw? Yep, where was that? Uh, in St. Louis, I came in as a reliever mm-hmm. against Sammy Sosa. I got him to double into a, a, 
a double play. Ground into a double play. How about Sammy Sosa? Yeah, that's my cousin. And, and 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 this was Sammy Sosa before he looked like Ricky Ricardo. Yeah. Yes. He still looked like Sammy Sosa. <laughs> yeah, you still see, dark skin. Yeah, I was gonna say you've seen the bleach job. He's done. My goodness. Um, when 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 you get the call, like you coming in mm-hmm. here in this spot, it was a matchup thing. It was like Larusa with a matchup. Like I want you against Sosa. Yeah. Spot. So I got called up. Um, you know, to to start your career, they kind of want or what they were doing was trying to ease you in. So we're gonna bring you as a reliever. You'll get. You know, your inning or bat or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. So I never really asked what that was about, if there was a certain matchup. I almost look at it now. I'm thinking they were bringing me in. You're facing Sammy Sosa. You're really not supposed to win that battle. Right. So maybe it's kind of like easing you in that way. Like if you get him out, great. You can have that confidence and roll with right. him. If, you, if don't, you don't, it's one like of the greatest it. hitters in the game. Right. Don't worry about it. Move on. And this was what, 99? Mm-hmm. All right. So you're, two, you're a year removed from the summer. I mean, it's the season after he and Mark McGuire were the biggest names in sports. Yep. The summer chase home run. So it's legend and all that it's tiger woods type attention right every eyeball mm-hmm. everybody we didn't have camera phones then but people right. had cameras that zip 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 click yeah zip 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 disposable click cameras and he comes to the plate everyone's zip clicking pictures absolutely you didn't feel like beyond like oh my god that's sosa i was too young and immature i was mad that he put the ball in play i was trying to strike him out that's what i want <laughs> really right? so like you yeah. didn't even care huh? no i went to the dugout they're like kid you just got him to hit a double play and i'm still just thinking in my mind like well i wanted it i wanted to strike him out i wanted that memory <laughs> unbelievable wow. yep yeah and it was uh, it was inning ending double play mm-hmm. love it yeah yep. there I'm, you go yeah imagine those moments you don't forget you would never forget um, I got sidetracked off of the topic at hand, and that is yeah, you did. the uh, the live tour. So, so why don't we do this? Why don't we break in this spot here and come back and get to it? Because as I said, good job. This, thank you, T- I'm growing up. Yes, I promise you, you are. Um, this might be. This is an unlikely group of people that is now going in on the American golfers that defected to this live tour, but they might just have the greatest point to make yet, or at least the most relatable point that people can relate to. I will tell you what that is in just a few. Rick wants to remind you, but he's here on Wednesdays, courtesy of his company, All Dry Services. Rick, tell him a little about what it is. Yeah, listen, All Dry Services is a professional mold and water remediation company yep. serving home and businesses, owners from the West Palm Beach to Vero. Um, we're, we're on call 24-7. Yep. Uh, it's all about customer service. Give us a call. What's the phone number? 772-888-2200. What's the best website? For people in the Treasure Coast. Waterandmold.com. And you're taking the baseball team mentality, I know, to this. That's why you decided to associate with. Absolutely. It's all about the leadership that I learned from Tony LaRusso, from Bobby Cox, Hall of Fame managers, and bringing that into the company and making sure that we're taking care of our customers. It's not fun to need this. But if if you need this, you want the right people doing it for the right reasons there. And that's the difference with All Drive, with you guys. Yeah, no doubt. Listen, it always happens when you don't want it to happen, right? You just got home from work. You find water all over the place. It's the middle of the night. Wake up in the morning, and the kitchen's full of water. It's got to get done right the first time. Correct. Or your whole house, you know, with mold and such. Your investment could be ruined. Uh, Best website one more time? Uh, Waterandmoldhelp.com. There it is. We're back in moments. The home team on ESPN 106.3. Listening to Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina, delivered by Brightline. Live life on the bright side. This is ESPN 1063. It is concert night in West Palm Beach, and uh, Tina's going, I'm going, Jeanette's going. Yeah. Rick and Keel is not going. No. I'm pretty sure you lost the bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going. Dean is definitely not going. Tonight, we got the Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Backstreet's back. All right. If you would have told me 20 years ago, this is where I'd be tonight doing this tonight, <laughs> I would have said, would I lose a bet? Instead, fast forward 20 years, and then Keel's saying, would you lose a bet? 
Yeah, I, I need to see what they look like too, because I'm just uh, trying to same. picture them in my head, like what they look like, how they dress now. They like, it's got to be different. <clears throat> they look the same. Anyway, that's tonight. I think Financial Amphitheater. Uh, train is with Jewel and Blues Traveler. That's a show on Friday night. That one starts even at 6 30 because there's three big acts. We got your direct connect for customized VIP seating packages for these shows and many more. VIP seating packages include reserved VIP parking spot, numbered spot. So when you pull in, bam, your spot's right there waiting for you. Private entrance, VIP lounge access, in-seat service for food and beverage during the shows. And by the way, VIP package is still available for the 50th anniversary of the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald and Incubus with the Sublime and Rome. That happens next month. Email our friend Willie Johnson for details. Willie with an IE, Johnson at LiveNation.com. Willie with an IE, Johnson at LiveNation.com. I, again, 20 years ago, if you said, yeah, man, 20 years from tonight, you'd be, be at the back. You'd be going back. I'd, I'd have laughed at you and said, that's not happening. Right. But now I'm like, you are my fire. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, shift gears, hard left turn on this. Rick Ankeel's with us, the baseball legend. Dean Thomas is back with us from his trip to Austin. MMA, and now, well, film and television legend. And Tina, who's the legend of tequila. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I like that. I'm waiting to figure out. I see out what you did right there, right? You just dropped in the Backstreet Boys, and now you're switching gears so we can't make fun of you anymore. I see what's happening. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rick knows, Rick's friends with some of the golfers that uh, went to the Live Tour, some that are still on the PGA Tour. I have a couple friends that play golf, but I know these guys more than I'd say friends. A story today on ESPN.com that Mark Schlebar wrote um, puts into perspective what the problem is, perhaps, for this live tour, according to Mark Schleybaugh, quote, a group of nearly 2,500 survivors of family members killed or injured in the terrorist attacks of September 11th have written an open letter to PGA Tour members to thank them for remaining loyal to the PGA Tour and not joining the rival Live Golf Tour, which is being financed by Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. In the letter, which was released today, survivors described themselves as the spouses, the children, the parents, and siblings of those who died or were injured in the 9-11 terrorist attacks, which killed nearly 3,000 people. Quote, to those many of you who chose to remain loyal to the PGA Tour and not defend to the Saudi Arabian bankroll live golf series, we thank you and the sponsors who support you. The letter reads, quote, thank you for standing up for decency. Thank you for standing up for the 9-11 families. Thank you for resisting the kingdom of Saudi Arabia's efforts to cleanse its reputation by buying off professional athletes. <clears throat> End quote. Uh, Schleybaugh points out here that Osama bin Laden and 15 of the 19 hijackers on September 11th were Saudis. More than 20 PJ Tours, including now Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, and Bryson DeChambeau, have signed with Live Golf and received signing bonuses as much as 100 to $200 million dollars according to published reports pj tour commissioner jay monahan suspended 17 players that competed in the inaugural live event um you know citing a conflict the first live event in the united states is scheduled to start june 30th which is next thursday which is a week from tomorrow as a matter of fact that's in portland oregon quote we know that not all of you are millionaires and that you compete to win tournaments, fame, and glory. The letter from the families of the survivors uh, wrote, we appreciate and applaud your spirit, drive, and talents and believe that is all part of what makes competitive sports great. 
Some of your fellow PGA Tour members have traded their dreams of earned service for easy money, indeed blood money, whether they need those funds or not. They include some of the richest in the field who justify their roles in Saudi Arabia's effort to sports wash by simply and astonishingly looking the other way. They do so casually. And when asked the hard questions or are faced with the uncomfortable truth that they are helping one of the world's worst regimes paper over its crimes. Other 9-11 survivor groups have accused the players who defend, excuse me, who defect to live golf of being complicit in what they have termed Saudi Arabia's sports washing efforts. Quote, I think I speak for pretty much every American in that we feel the deepest of sympathy and the deepest of empathy for those who have lost loved ones and friends in 9-11. Mickelson said before last week's U.S. Open, quote, it affected all of us. And those that have been directly affected, I think I can't emphasize enough how much empathy I have for them, end quote. Uh, Tuesday's letter derailed other human rights violations, including the Saudi monarchy's alleged involvement in the slaying of Washington Post reporter Jamal Khashoggi, who was a U.S. citizen. That was ordered, by the way. That was mm-hmm. an ordered hit. That was kill him, and, um, and they did. Quote, unfortunately, Saudi terrorism didn't end on 9-11, the letter reads. The world saw that in 2018 with the cold-blooded murder of Jamal Khashoggi, ordered by the Saudi crown prince himself, and we continue to see it in 2022 as the Saudi government has imprisoned scores of dissenters and journalists, hosted a public execution of 81 people, slaughtered and bombed Yemenis, and committed countless other crimes against women and minorities, end quote. So I'm going to leave it right there on that, because when you say, well, you're just going for the money, okay, well, so what? It's when people are confronted with where the money comes from, who's providing the money, that you have to make a moral decision. But then when you realize that the numbers don't make sense for the live tour as far as profit, they're not operating this for profit. What is their motivation? What is their why? Yeah, what is their why? And their why is, to be honest, a sports washing effort of, look, they're with us. We can't be that bad at people. People can be bought off. They can be mm-hmm. paid. I've been to mob weddings where people are performing. You're like, what's he doing singing at this wedding? And you're like, oh, uh-huh, I know right. what he's doing. It, everyone's got a price. But when you have 2,500 families signing off on this letter um, saying that, you know, we lost our son, daughter, mother, father, brother, sister in 9-11. And these are the people that paid for it and trained and did this on purpose. Why are you taking their money? Now you have to answer that question. Everyone's got to come up with their own answer. There's no right or wrong answers. You just need to have one. Does that make sense? It's not that someone's right or someone's wrong. It's for you to decide what's right and wrong. But you still have to have an answer. Right. Hmm. We'll get deeper into. Uh, you're, you're gone now, right, Rick? You're mm-hmm. done for the day? Yeah. It's a tough hour. It's a tough hour. <laughs> it went quick. It went quick. Come back next Wednesday? Got it. Rick and Keel back with us again next Wednesday. Hour two. Uh, we get into Tina and her drama with Facebook friends. Yes. Yeah. Plus, finish the lyric of Backstreet Boys, Dean versus me. Home team, ESPN 1063.